0: If your only job on the weekends is to go out and get bagels for your family, well, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Me, I'm Adam D. He, Coach Randy. Welcome back to welcome another back great
1: episode. Another great episode. I'm so excited. Yes, you had sir. an incredible week.
0: It was a, a wonderful week. We're celebrating my... My niece Ava for her bat mitzvah up in Westchester. Mazel tov! Hey, thank you. I know you want to put me on a chair and all, but let's let's pace ourselves.
1: Let's pace yourself. It's just
0: just a wonderful week. Any time you have a life cycle event where you can celebrate the family and all the characters in that family, it is a, a beautiful thing. So, and we have a special treat today. We do. This episode we're calling. Uh-huh daddy with a chance of meatballs daddy with a chance of meatballs now why pray tell are we calling it daddy with a chance of meat meatballs it's kind of our food chef, food oriented chef oriented show. Oriented yes, show, right? yes so i had the great pleasure of interviewing my brother's brother-in-law noah goldberg mm-hmm. who is the proprietor and head chef Of the Peter Pan Bistro Which is right in downtown Toronto About two, three blocks from the Sky Dome I understand
1: that you recommend The Mountain Trout
0: The Mountain Trout is impeccable (laughs) Impeccable And if you're fortunate to go up there Or go wherever you happen to be from You happen to go to the Peter Pan Bistro Hopefully it it will be on the menu I think when I got it, it was a special But perhaps it's a regular fixture on the menu now And this is the first time the bad of the dad
1: Literally goes on the road not only have we gone on the road, but mm. this is our first international guest. International, mm. so we can literally say international bad to the dad podcast. International. Yes, we have not gotten multilingual yet, mm-hmm. but at
0: least we have we have crossed North American borders. So, will this interview be in French? No, um, Noah speaks English, so we're going to go with English. you got to go with English. I, I do speak a little French, mm-hmm.
1: but why do that to the listener? Well, what kind of French do you speak? It's like French fries, French toast, French bread. I'll have you know I took five years of French. Yes.
0: Throughout my middle school and high school years. Mm-hmm. And then I worked for companies that were either headquartered in France or did their manufacturing mm-hmm. in France.
1: Ah. So I'm not one of these mail-it-in no, French le- people. You're legit. You got yeah. like... I don't know what you said there, but okay, something similar. We'll we'll, we'll go with so we we'll got go a, with the basics. We like got, we got a great episode, Daddy with a Chance of Meatballs. This is bad to the dead. I Want to thank our sponsors. We got sponsors. Mm, we have plural sponsors. Now. Plural. Oh, wow. Well, of course we have you know Berman Branding, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, bermancs uh, Becky Berman. We've known her for a couple weeks. We've got a second one. Uh, and he calls it YSCindex.com, your competitive advantage on and off the field. Thank you, Dr. Warwick, so, for being a part of the Bad to the Dad podcast yes. and supporting us. You know, and of course, board. Becky Berman, two sponsors, right? Berman Branding, Wow. BermanCS.com.
0: This is the Bad to the Dad podcast. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram, at Bad to the Dad, on our website, badtothedad.com. Welcome back to Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Follow us on social media Instagram, it's at Bad to the Dad, Facebook forward slash Bad to the Dad, and of course our website, bad to the dad.com. That's spelled out. There's no numbers. It's B A D T O T H E DAD. D A D. D A D, yes.com. You know, Coach, I'm always talking about my exploits with exercising, right? I feel like um, knee deep into my 40s now. It's important to keep the body moving because if I ever stop, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to crank
1: it back up. No, and I love these things. This is called added value to a podcast. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, every week, I I I feel so so privileged to be able to download this information to my fellow dads who might be struggling with trying to fit in exercise. And we're proud of our Dad bods. and that will never change. Dad bod. Yeah, yeah. You are the poster child.
1: I have been at overgrown child, but the poster overgrown child. I am the poster child for the Dad bod,
0: and I own it. I feel like I, I burn the most calories and lose the most weight swimming. I love That's swimming. That's right, you're a swimmer. Yeah. So uh, I left one gym just because it got too uh, cost prohibitive. Mm-hmm. And I joined another gym that has a pool. Now, were
1: they upset? Did they feel like they were betrayed? You I was one surprised
0: gym that they didn't make a bigger play for me. Yeah. But I think they sort of took a look at me and realized maybe I wasn't their ideal demographic.
1: So you were a free agent. They said, actually opened the door for me and <laughs> said, did you want me to start your car for you too? Absolutely. And said, so bye-bye. They, you're the free agent on the way out, please. Some so somebody I, I found
0: another gym that, that has a pool, but it's just one thing I don't like about it. Tell me. You have to wear a swim cap when you swim in this pool.
1: You have to wear... A, that's the plastic piece that fits over your head. This. That like real hardcore swimmers wear. When you watch the Olympics. Yeah.
0: These are these are the kinds of things that you'll know, you the do best swimming athletes well, wear because
1: that helps cut that helps make your speed faster.
0: Yeah, I'm not going for speed. No, you're there as a dad. Just they tell us to wear the swim cap so Why? hair does not clog the drains in the pool and huh. and mess up
1: the pool and make and it less tell sanitary you, with your hair of mm-hmm. head of hair. Hey man, I got the Hebrews.
0: So. You got you
1: mm-hmm. you got a lot of hair. But not. when it's but when it's sh- but when it's short, yes. it's not that big a deal. So deal? every
0: time I go in, I tell the lifeguard, "Do I really have to wear the swim cap?" and and he says, "Yes." So but tell me, what color, what color cap? Do you I have, have a reversible. <laughs> yeah,
1: reversible. It's it's silver and black. Silver and black. Yeah, but silver and black. So
0: here's the thing, yeah. you know, you you know, I have the dad bod, and it's mm-hmm. for me. But it's, but it is it is a I
1: well, think I think it is a much nicer dad bod it's, than it's I might it's have. Sort
0: of the flat stomach, but the love handles. Yes. So my issue is. I put the swim cap on, Yes, and I kind of looked like one of these 1970s women's roll-on deodorants. <laughs> like, I'm just standing there, ready to dive into the pool like a like a container of Arid Extra Dry. Or Ban. You remember Ban? I remember Ban. So I was looking at myself in the mirror with the swim cap. I'm like, I look like a woman's deodorant <laughs> from the 1970s. And
1: so he grabbed me does it
0: make me swim any faster?
1: Does it make you... It probably makes you swim faster. Does it make you feel any more of a man to look like a women's deodorant it bottle?
0: makes me feel like less of a man. Less you know of I a f- man. I feel like, you know, when I was growing up, they had these mm-hmm. cabana clubs yes. in the area. And the people who wore swim caps mm-hmm. were these older ladies yes. in these yes. one-pieces. Yes. And their swim caps had these... Plastic
1: flowers, flowers! Flowers on them! them. Yeah, flowers on them! Yes! Daisies or something like that. Little yellow, yes. And you are wearing your... everybody. everybody's wearing. It's like, just you. They make yeah. women wear the... Uh,
0: Everyone has to wear a swim cap. Even uh-huh. if you're bald, they make you wear the swim if cap. If
1: you're bald. Strange, right? It's very strange. Everyone has to wear one. And so, what's it like diving into a pool with with that on you? Is it... It's not even so much that I feel slicker in the water. Uh-huh. My head feels tighter. Your head feels you're tighter. all types of dads out yeah. there. And if you're interested in... Uh, joining us on the show. I mean, preferably, we prefer you here uh, in our international headquarters here in uh, yes. West Orange uh, and uh, listen we got a full bar cart mm-hmm. you know so uh, I know we talked about a sponsor uh, but frankly I think we're sponsored by bourbon
0: <laughs> and if there's a bourbon that would like to sponsor us I especially mean a new craft straight bourbon, up and yeah. we're entrepreneurial so if there's an entrepreneurial spirits so or yeah. adult beverage out there that would like to to be join part us of this community
1: and be part of bad of the dad but mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited because dads are everywhere and I the thing about dads is most dads Kind of just go at it, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's no user's guide.
0: Yeah, and there is a user's guide, but we don't read it. Well, like I, I didn't read it when my kids were born. I, I didn't read any of the books. I said, I'm, I really, I really want to improv. Well, this I
1: think thing. it's all about improv. When I, uh, when I go and speak, and I speak to a lot of parents, yeah. I always joke about being bored with the user's guide, mm-hmm. and they all kind of laugh. And I, uh, I talk about how in the pre, like we talk about, we talk about the, the most important job, right, mm-hmm. is moms, right? So if you remember, the. As pre-parents, right? There was a routine that we did in my house. Some I mean, you might have done it too. There was a book everybody was reading. I think it's still being read today. It's called "What to called... Expect
0: When You're Expecting." Is that
1: the one? Dude, you're amazing. See,
0: I know that and <clears throat> Lines. Right? Don't ask me why I know the title of that. <clears throat> but book. you know that, right? Yeah, it seems to be the Bible.
1: Dad, and you mm-hmm. did that, right? Yeah. What to expect when you're expecting? Mm-hmm. And so usually on Sundays, you sit down and you're with your wife and uh, your spouse, and you know mm-hmm. you could see the belly growing, and you'd sit down and read the chapter.
0: And then I would say, could you please be quiet? Ren and Stimpy is on, and I haven't seen this episode yet. And,
1: <laughs> and so, but that's, that was your routine. And so it kind of prepared you what to expect and you're expecting, right? And that's before you have your first one, because that's what you did. And it was a moment for you and your spouse to kind of get together. And say, Oh God, look at this. It's happening. It's happening, right? It's pretty cool. And then, right, the baby's born. There's nothing. There's no, there's no user's guide. There's no, there's no manual that comes. So how do you learn? You do. You just do, man. This is Bad to the Dead.
0: So our guest this week is Noah Goldberg, and he is the head chef and owner of the Peter Pan Bistro, which is a wonderful bistro restaurant, Mm a very diverse menu, located in in downtown Toronto. And what has always impressed me about Noah is his drive to be a a top chef Mm -hmm. and own own his own restaurant. And the restaurant's very, very successful he was a sous chef in london he was a sous chef in new york and now he's got his own thing so for those of you those of you dads out there who have always thought about owning your own restaurant whatever it might be whether it's mm-hmm. a pizza parlor or whether it's a steakhouse noah I think will provide some some really good ideas and insight as to as to how to do this at least you can you can appreciate his story
1: and this is a really unique interview because i haven't had a chance to you know to meet him and so this is, you're flying solo. Yeah, this is like
0: walking the tightrope without a net. You know, I don't have my buddy with me to catch me if I fall. But you know what? I, I think I can handle it. Noah is uh, he was a very a very gentle and friendly guest, and we had a lot of fun with him.
1: Well, I can't wait to listen to him. Thanks for doing your work this week and going out of your way. We're bad to the dead.
0: Bad to the Dad takes its interview on the road this week, and we are privileged to speak to Noah Goldberg, who is the proprietor and head chef of the Peter Pan Bistro in downtown Toronto. Noah, great to have you with us. Thanks for making the time. Nice to be here, man. So I said Toronto. I actually syncopated and articulated the name of the city, but a lot of Torontonians I hear say Toronto. Yeah. What's the correct pronunciation from a native Torontonian? Toronto. Toronto with you a chuck.
2: You, you gotta just let it roll. Don't pronounce all the letters. Just get it out.
0: Spoken like a native. So now you know. You should write a voters book. I, I should. I think Drake is representing us, but really it should be right. <laughs> Well, if uh, if Drake ever calls in sick, we we know who to call, right? So as we said, Noah, you're, uh, you're a chef and you know small business owner. Mm-hmm. Have you always wanted to be a
2: chef? Uh, I had not always wanted to be a chef. I had sort of been led down the line of the traditional, you know, formal education, go to university, figure out what you want to do, get a job, then go. And then I I, fell in love with cooking through a couple of means. Um, one, when I went to university, I really started cooking for myself and cooking for my friends. And that sort of bringing everyone around the table is really what sort of drew me to it, the sort of... Um, the environment you get when everyone's around a table and when you can cook the food and bring everyone together, it's, it's a really special new and learning there.
0: Oh. So fast forwarding to Peter Pan Bistro, now I, I've, I've been there, first of all, the location is amazing because it's right in the shadow of the Rogers Center, it'll always be the Sky Dome to me, yeah, kind of like in, in Jersey, the yeah. Brendan Byrne Arena, which is now, I don't know what, what what's happening there, nothing, uh, it'll always be called the Brendan Byrne Arena or the giant stadium, but yeah, so it's in the shadow of the Rogers Center, location's amazing, I can be, I've can been there and I can describe it. How would you
2: describe the restaurant as its owner? I would describe it as a refined neighborhood bistro hmm. that uh, cooks everything in-house and just wants to be a place where people can come in and have a well-executed meal no matter what time they come in. Yeah. The
0: decor is something I've never seen before in a restaurant. Carpet. Taxidermy. So yeah. I'm saying carpet taxidermy. People probably have no idea what I'm talking about. How would you explain that?
2: I usually describe it as taxidermy magic eye, a magic eye, or uh, what do they call it? Uh, you know, when you look at one of those. Uh, oh, like an optical illusion. Yeah, an optical yeah. illusion. Because you, sometimes people walk by them and they don't even see them. It's a British artist named Debbie Lawson who um, I I was met in London and. Uh, she does these wonderful uh, sculptures, so it's not actually taxidermy, um, of animal heads, and she does it in a way that when you look dead on it, she she um, molds them with a carpet, and when you look straight at it, you, you almost sort of lose the, the 3D image within the carpet, and it's sort of a cheeky way for us to have something that represents the animals that we like to cook with, but also it's not offensive to anyone because no, nothing was ever harmed. And, and Canadian
0: animals too, right? You have a moose. Yeah, we have
2: a moose, we have a bear, and we have a deer. So it's a nice little triptych. Very nice.
0: I, uh, I, I was raving all weekend when we were meeting about the mountain trout, but you told me it's not mountain trout, it's actually rainbow trout.
2: Yeah, so we, we were in, in Ontario we get a lot of really lovely freshwater fish. Mm-hmm. So whether it's rainbow trout or brook trout... Um, Whitefish, uh, perch, pickerel. We we try and we try. We we offer a lot of things that aren't from Ontario, but we really try and focus on the Ontario stuff when it's in season. So, you know, our our fish season isn't as long as in in the states. Our, uh-huh. our winters are. I don't know if you've heard, but they're a little bit colder. A, a bit vicious, a, a yes. Bit, a mm-hmm. bit. Our lakes don't love it. Uh, but we do get we do get really lovely pro uh, product, um, and we try and use it as much as we can. in, in, in the summertime and in the spring. The Trout is, uh, is definitely something we love to focus on. So being from the New York area, you hear more
0: horror stories about running and owning a restaurant, right, than some of those success stories. Like you hear that the, the success rate in keeping a restaurant alive is, is very, very low. But you, you seem to be making it work, and how have you been doing that? Uh, does luck count?
2: Sure. Um, <laughs> lucky lucky I, and good, think, but if you're I,
0: luckier than good, that's even better.
2: I think that uh, you have to it, – it's very difficult to pinpoint what a successful restaurant – is and how to make a a restaurant successful I think number one you have to be passionate and dedicated to it it's not it's not a job it's 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 a life and uh you have to have support from your family and your Mm -hmm. friends and and you have to be willing to dedicate yourself to it and that that that's that's very difficult mentally and physically and and then and the food has to be good and and the Mm -hmm. product has to be good and the the service has to everything has to be good because the competition is is so intense and there's always so much new product and and the margins are so thin that uh Any sort of hiccup or mistake along the way you feel in your bottom line and uh, I think that it's uh, an industry driven by passionate people and for better or for worse some of those people aren't the most business savvy people and 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 you get yourself into trouble because uh, the the stakes are so high and and, and the barriers to entry are so high Mm -hmm. in terms of the cost that people sometimes don't understand or or can't manage the way that they should be and and you, you get yourself into trouble. 15 months ago, little Charlie yeah. comes into the world, beautiful
0: little girl with your lovely wife, Jessica. So when you heard that you were expecting, did you think, oh my goodness, they, this could derail my
2: restaurant-owning plans? Yeah, that definitely throws a curveball into it. You know, there's lots of horror stories, and, and they're all true, about, uh, you know, restaurant tours losing family values and, and, and keeping with, with the dedication to their to their craft and to their art. And that's certainly the case. Uh, it's very difficult balance to have because of the amount of hours that goes into it.
0: So this could be like the, the life hack segment of the interview. So for those aspiring entrepreneurs, restaurateurs who have a young kid or a young kid on the way, what's an example of a, I know, I know no two days, no two weeks are the same, but what's an example of a week like for you being a parent, being a husband, but also being the owner and head chef of a restaurant?
2: I think that there's a lot of things that we get off easy with as parents um, and the way that we've structured the restaurant. For example, we live above the restaurant. Ah, good Um, commute. Good, great commute. Um, And it also gives us a sense, um, a false sense of, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, a a false sense of of being at home because I'm never far away. Uh, You know, if my wife needs something or if I, you know, have five or 10 minutes, I can sneak upstairs and see my kid, which a lot of tours and chefs don't have that luxury mm-hmm. um, and, um, and yeah I mean if it's you know before dinner service and I want to sneak up and read her a bedtime story or be there for bath time it's it's sort of a luxury that we have that that we that allows us to to live sort of two lives at once within the building and mm-hmm. it's really invaluable to the way we live
0: yeah was there a holy crap I'm a dad moment that you've had in the last 15 months I think there's a
2: holy crap on the dad moment every day. <laughs> Any uh, of your favorites? Uh, some of my favorites. Oh, uh, well, the first time she ate solids was a pretty big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she had peas, and I, you know, blanched the peas and hand shucked them all so that they were out of their husk and and just mashed them by hand. I think it took me like an hour and a half. It was probably the most labor intensive <laughs> mashed peas I've ever made in my life uh but as a
0: chef that must have been a special moment it was there, really right?
2: nice I, and and cooking for her and and having her explore food and taste and flavor and texture is is so cool and we're lucky that she, right for now at least, she's a great eater and mm-hmm. um, and that means a lot to both of us and, and we love sort of sharing food experiences with her and, and cooking for her and with her and, and we can't wait to get her involved in that process as well.
0: So the the feeding, the eating, the reading the bedtime stories, these are the great micro moments because you're doing them in between running the restaurant. Yeah. From a, a macro standpoint, what have been some of your favorite moments or, or favorite things you like to do
2: with Charlie? Um, I think that when when you have a kid you kind of you know you start seeing things again and, and you want to introduce her to things uh, I really love taking her to the art gallery uh, mm. it's really close to us uh, we bought a membership and it's one of those things that it's just sort of nice to see her see color and explore objects and and that we we there's a an, an island uh, just south of Toronto uh, that has like sort of kids amusement parks and and that sort of thing and just seeing mm. her react to animals you know all the regular kids stuff dogs and mm. taking her on walks and just seeing her sort of see the world for the first time it's it's pretty uh it's pretty grounding
0: yeah now she's too young to have any kind of career aspirations or even (laughs) even hobbies but do you kind of dream sometimes of integrating her into the family business
2: uh i don't dream about integrating her into the family business i i i just want her to be able to pick what she wants to do and run with it there's Mm -hmm. i don't i mean i i obviously would love it if 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 she would cook. I know that she will be a great cook because I will teach her how to cook. Uh, (laughs) But in terms of doing it professionally, that's, you know, that's her decision. And as long as, you know, my wife and I would love her to do something artistic or something, but as long as she's passionate about it and she's happy, then we're cool. All
0: right. So we talked about those happy moments, those warm and fuzzy moments. What about those frustrating moments, those tougher (laughs) times? Any any examples of that that uh, made you wonder, boy, is this all worth it?
2: Yeah, I mean when they can't talk and they can't tell you what's wrong, it's, it's obviously tough. And uh, when, you know, just the, we're, we're lucky because I think a lot of people's stress and um, sort of stresses are when the, when the kid can't sleep uh, and when most importantly, when the parent can't sleep. And we, we've been pretty lucky with her sleep in that respect. So we, we always sort of remind ourselves how lucky we are that at least no matter what we're dealing with during the day, that it's usually on a full night's sleep. Yeah. So, uh, we, we she's she's been pretty easy to us so far. Well, we're not going to complain. We're we're pretty pretty lucky, right? Yeah,
0: now. and and she's a cute kid too.
2: <laughs> well, we're pro- we we think so, but we're biased.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of parents say all little kids are cute. Eh, you know, <laughs> I like to take a more candid approach. Uh, you know, nah, Little kids are cute, but she's she's a cutie. We've oh, been having a lot of fun with her. Thanks very much. This weekend, uh, our guest today is noah goldberg of peter pan bistro so noah if people are visiting toronto whether they are local to the province of ontario or coming in from the states
2: how can they find you and we're right right at the corner of queen and peter uh, really iconic toronto building the restaurant's been there for uh, almost 100 years actually Uh, we inherited the we 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 inherited the the building and and we we kept the name and because we felt like it belonged to the building and, uh, and yeah, we are just trying to do it, uh, justice and keep it, keep it going. Do you envision multiple locations or is that
0: no? You know after?
2: There's, there's more than enough meat on the bone at that building to keep us going. Uh, I don't know what the next project will be, but, uh, uh-huh. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. There's no plans right now.
0: So before we wrap up our conversation typically what we do with guests is we ask them for advice, uh, unique advice that pertains to what they're doing and their experiences. So any advice in general or any advice for somebody starting out in the restaurant business
2: where they're also a parent? Uh, supportive partner. That's, that's the most important thing is that without the support of your partner uh, through the business, socially, family, you, you, you can't do it. That no matter how Trained you are, or how much you think you're ready for it. That, it's it's the people around you that are going to make you. I think the most difficult thing with a kid, without a kid, running a restaurant, and or being an entrepreneur in general, uh, is mm-hmm. that you're constantly at this disposable disposal of of your business. So, you know, you're the last the last line of defense. If if some if there's a leak in in the kitchen or someone you know did something or the garbage didn't get picked up or there's a complaint with the customer that no matter no matter where you are no matter what you're doing the phone is going to ring something needs to get dealt with and and um before you have a kid it's it's sort of understood between a partnership and and you can you can get away with it a lot more than you can with a kid when you have the kid you don't want to you don't want to have your phone on you you don't want to be getting those phone calls you don't want to be sort of at the whim of the restaurant sort of Uh, downfalls and 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 repairs and um and and that's something that that you have to work on as an entrepreneur and leverage yourself out of that situation as much as you can and and rely on the family of staff that you have and 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 be able to sort of delegate those things in a responsible way and know that they're going to get taken care of because it, it can really feel like a prison sentence if you're constantly being pulled away in situations where you want to be social or you want to be able to make plans on a Saturday, or or that sort of thing. That you can. It's it's unfair to to the family to be that sort of um, that sounds like that that committed and, yeah. and locked into
0: your yeah. your work versus exactly. you know their orbit of just being a family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And have you ever had those situations where you're just out for a walk in the park, or you're out of town like this weekend, and you get a phone call saying, "Whoop." Noah, we've got a flash fire. We've got you know, <laughs> so, something happen and we just need your leadership.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, they, I, I hope, yes, that's definitely happened. Any, anything that can happen in a restaurant does happen in a restaurant, and yeah. whether it's a customer service issue or a building issue or um, a, a human resources issue, that uh, ultimately you're responsible for everything, and, uh, and the phone always rings, and the phone always has to get picked up, and that can feel really... That can put a strain on things, but as soon as you can leverage yourself at least partially out of that and start building yourself a niche, that's when the kid can come in and you can start sort of dedicating your time towards the kid, which is really, really nice. most important. Yeah.
0: Noah Goldberg of Peter Pan Bistra, This was Time Well Spent. Thanks so much for the time. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. This is Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Wonderful episode. Remember to follow us on social media. Instagram at bad to the dad, Facebook uh, forward slash bad to the dad, and of course our website, badtothedad.com. Thank you for joining us for 40-ish minutes of suburban dad
1: enjoyment. What a great guest. Bravo. You no, like Noah? I did like Noah. Yeah. I, mean, I gotta tell you I You like first his restaurant all, even more? I well listen, I would go for the mountain trout. Uh, but I'm <laughs> telling you that I think it's real. I think everybody knows the secrets out. You're the talent. You really are. I I don't want to go that far, Randy. Come on. I I hope not, but I... It's probably true, but (laughs) you have to understand, this is a team effort. I understand it's a team, but let's be honest here. Uh, you, You went out there, did the interview... Fantastic stuff. So proud of you. Only because it was one of those weekends
0: where I was on the road, you were on the road. We wanted to talk to an interesting guest. I happen to have one. Yep. And the thing about this podcast is Randy and I put our heart and soul into you do. it. You do. You are
1: a... a cr- we put our heart Absolutely. and soul into we it. Absolutely. We love this stuff. And we don't want a week to go by where there's no podcast. Never. No. Right? no will never, we're like postal... We're like we're like pod postal carriers, right? Neither rain... <laughs> you, you said postal. Stuff. I got a little nervous. I mean, what, which postal are you going <laughs> right? right there? So nothing will stop us. Rain won't stop us. I mean, nothing's going to stop us from putting out a podcast on a weekly basis. Join us again next week on another episode of Bad to Bad the Dad. To the dad.